All right, everybody, welcome back to Blind Lines, part of the Foolery Podcast. As always, I'm Boone. With me is Jaren. Jaren, how are we feeling tonight, baby? I'm feeling great. I'm li- living the dream like always. Oh, love it, love it. See, guys, tonight we're going to be going into the heart of America, all right? For those of you who are uh, not so much tobacco road people, guess what? Tonight's your night because now we're going to be going into the great land of casseroles, mayonnaise, beer, cheese. That's right. If you haven't guessed it, it's the Midwest versus everybody. Big Ten country. That's the topic of conversation tonight. Jaron, what do you got to tell me about the Big Ten, man? What what do we have on the docket? I mean, first and foremost, I I was going to actually message you and say, hey, you know, we need to to get get together and talk about what we're going to be sipping on during this this podcast because the Big Ten is unique to me. I was thinking about it actually today and I said, when I think of the Big Ten, I think of just like snow, late November snow games. It's just iced out and and the first thing I think of with that is like, I just want to just down a stout, like just a dark like a, a dark Guinness or something mm. but then I realized I'm in Florida and it's a million degrees so I said I'm not doing that. <laughs> that. Yeah, no, I so, gotta wait later so, in the season for that. Yeah, so I, I went to the classic G&T. What, what, what do you have? It's funny you should say that, my guy, because I'm also on the G&T train. I can't get off of it. Love those botanicals. All right, well, we'll we'll get straight into it. You know, like I said last week, I I, I was going to have you rank the the teams as well just to get us, you know, wet the whistle a little bit. But instead, let's go through the categories. I got some new categories for you this week. Is that okay? Okay, yeah, I love that. What do you got? uh, Okay, so we'll we'll go first off. I'm going to call this first category the Messi Mania. Okay. So just just like Messi... Coming to the MLS and just just roasting everyone, this team is going to be seemingly unstoppable this season. So, with the categories, obviously this could be one team, it could be two teams, it could be multiple teams. Um, we'll go through those teams in a minute. Let's get to the categories first. Uh, the second category is we're going to keep this with the Talladega Knights theme going from last week. Instead of Ricky Bobby, we're going to go Cougar in the Car category. So mm. just like Ricky Bobby, yeah, just like you running from the police with a kilo of Colombian Bam Bam. This team is going to get their old mojo back. Get out of here. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. All right. And then this one is we're gonna we're gonna call the episode two category. And so just like the audio quality of episode two on this pod, this quality this the team is their quality this 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 year is going to be stepping up. You know, uh, I'm going to quickly stop you right there, guys. If you haven't noticed, uh, I got a microphone. I'm a real guy now. Okay, no AirPods for this dude. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot cleaner on this side, okay? It's gonna be like I'm gonna crispier. Oh, that's good. That's much better when you actually talk like that, like like you're trying to seduce us. I might I might start doing that. I might try to seduce the crowd. Just gotcha. on your toes. At least at least everyone will be able to hear you clear. Exactly. All right. What, uh, what do we need? All right, I've got three more categories for you. So the second or the the, the next category is gonna be the Mojo Dojo Casa House. Mm. So That's we don't fantastic. know we don't know this what this team's going to look like. We don't know if they have running water. We don't know if their AC works or anything about this team, but we do know that they're going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch this year. Okay. Okay. All right. And then uh, I'll I'll say for this next category, I'm I'm going to just go ahead and come out and say you're not allowed to pick Northwestern. Because mm-hmm. I, I think <laughs> All right, all right. What do you got? What do you got? Cuz I, I think it might it might be too too much on the nose, but we're going to we're going to call this one the Lizzo tour. So it it may not be due to sexual harassment in some form, but this team is going to get their coach fired this year. Okay, all right. It, it, I mean, we I hope it's not due to sexual harassment, but someone's someone's coach is getting fired this year. And we we gotta sniff sniff that out. I got um, two actually. 
Okay, we'll get we'll get into that. And then uh, last but not least, um, I, I think this is going to be a permanent mainstay. It's going to be the Just Ke- Cheeks category. Mm, I love that. I couldn't agree more, buddy. That's got that's got to be an anchor. I I think I just think there's too many teams that that in every conference that meet that category. So we're just gonna leave it there. Uh, I'll I'll rotate each 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 conference that we go through and and find some new categories. But that one's gonna have to stay. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right, so let, let's go through this. Um, let's start with uh, uh, Illinois. Mm. Okay, Illinois, Illinois. They're wild. All right. Well, let's see. What was it? Cougar in the car. That was, uh, this team is going back to the old mojo. That's, that's not the... That could be up or down. I mean, they could be like, like, it, right. Like, that could wait. go both ways. Yeah. Uh, audio quality of the pod. This team is quality is taking step up. Okay. <clears throat> I almost want to put them in that category. I really do. Okay. Yeah, you know what? That's that's uh that's where I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna okay. put them in the uh, episode two category. All right, let's 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 on me. Uh, Indiana Hoosiers. Oh Christ! Uh, <laughs> they're just cheeks, man. Iowa Hawkeyes. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I I like knee jerk. I want to put them in Mojo Dojo, but like that's just not it. <laughs> <laughs> they're the, quite the opposite of Mojo Dojo. They are. <laughs> it's like they're, they're set up, and we're gonna get into it later. They're set up to just be like better, but I can't trust them at all. So I'm just gonna go with Cougar in the car. Okay, okay, I can see that. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Maryland. All right, here here's where I wanted. This is the one I wanted. It's Mojo Dojo Casa House, baby. That's Maryland. I, I tend to agree. I don't think they have any expectations, or they they shouldn't have any expectations of winning anything. But they could just, you know, they've got a they got a fun quarterback. They got a f- kind of a fun thing going. I think they can just really, you know, show show a lot of teams some trouble this year, and also just have some crazy games. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see them. Uh, Michigan Wolverines. Oh, they're messy mania. Okay, yeah, I think hundred percent. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Uh, Michigan State Spartans. Oh Christ, that's uh, <laughs> Lizzo tour. <laughs> I hate it for Sparty. I really do. That's a Lizzo tour team. So they're not quite cheeks, but they're going to be cheeks by the end of the year and 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 lose lose some uh, lose some staff. They're like Lizzo tour cheeks. They're Lizzo's cheeks. That's what we'll, we'll call it. Okay, like I just oh man, because they, they float between both. Where Mel Tucker, guys, Mel Tucker got that massive contract, man. So like. Do you really want to have to guarantee pay all that out? But at the end of the season, I think they're going to have to be pushed. They're going to have to be like, God, Mel, God damn it, God damn it, Mel, you're really, you're really pushing me to the edge. I'm Minnesota. Oh, damn it. Um, we're going to get into that later. Why I struggle with them. Cougar in the car. Okay. okay. I'm interested in that. Uh, Nebraska. Oh, just cheeks. Okay. I'm okay. I think you might they, be they, able right, to... They, they could flirt with Mojo Dojo. They could. I feel like you have some scar tissue right. from... Uh, from, I, from I, I do. I do. I, 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 uh, 
Matt Rule belongs in college football. Let's just put it at that, and we'll address this later. But all right, North, they, could be, they could be episode two, but I think they're Mojo Dojo. Northwestern, okay. I can't put them in the Lizzo category. They're just no. no. They don't even have a coach to fire. I don't think they can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but there's there, there's a category there that we can <laughs> we can dance around. Okay, Ohio, Ohio State Buckeyes. Hmm. You know, I I want to put them in messy mania, but uh, I don't think so, man. I think I'm gonna have to put them in Cougar in the car. Okay. Speaking of Cougars, uh, Penn State Nittany Lions, episode two. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the Boilermakers, Purdue. Oh God. <laughs> They're weird. They're a weird category too. Um, like they could potentially be an episode two category here. Um, they also could be cheats. But they, yeah, they also could be cheats. So we'll put them in uh, episode two cheeks. Two cheeks. That's what we'll say. <laughs> two cheeks. Two cheeks. <laughs> All right. The Rucker Scarlet Knights. Cheeks. All right. I don't, I don't then, need to flinch on that. Cheeks. All right. And then our uh, our Badgers Wisconsin. Ooh. Um. Episode two. Cougar in the car. Man, I, I two cougars in the car. We, we might have to hash some of these out. I think your right, knee right. reactions. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about these teams. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, you know, for those that didn't listen to our first pod, you know, the reason we kind of started doing this with blind lines is is to kind of break down, uh, kind of teams one by one, and and kind of what we would do throughout the the season is you know we'll get together we'll talk through and without actually looking at any lines we'll just sit around and talk about the game and then kind of if we were going to be setting a line what 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 do we think would be reasonable and so uh sometimes we're right on it and sometimes we're really surprised and those surprises sometimes we just don't see uh and so i think those are those are the kind of the ones that we want to take a bigger look at and see you know maybe the way the, the way vegas is looking at it is a little different than us so um, what we'll do for preseason is we already went through the ACC, uh, had a lot of fun with that. I think we had a, probably three or four um, different, you know, from from what, what Vegas was doing that was significantly different, like a point or more. I think we had a few big surprises. I think uh, what was it, Pitt that had the big surprise that we thought were, was closer to a nine one team. Duke. It was Pitt and Duke. Yeah, so I mean, when you shake it out that way, it, it definitely gives you a different kind of perspective. So, um, like I said, we, we've been typically having these conversations offline. So I think now just bringing them to a podcast and doing them here and enjoying it uh, for for everyone else to hear is is, is kind of the goal here. So uh, going into Big Ten, I will say from from the bigger conferences, I will say Big Ten for me is the least uh, least appealing to to watch and, and talk about. Um, oh, and I don't know why. I can't give you a good reason. I don't. Oh my. I just like I, I it just it, it feels to me that it's just so it, it's always the same teams that it kind of just like gets gets kind of lost in it for me. But let, let's get into it um, and, and, and go straight in. Let's start with let's start with Illinois in the West. Um, we'll go through the West here and then and we'll go then we'll go through the East. OK, right, so we want to dive into this bad boy, right? Yeah, let's do it. OK. All right. Well. Just, just as a preface to everybody here, um, I'm doing we are we we are going to do the Big Ten as the traditional Big Ten, and not the future is Big Ten. So could have included USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon for all of those that, of you that follow conference realignment. We did not. 
we chose we opted out we're going to keep it traditional i'm not going to you know dance into that realm just yet i will address that in 24 god willing <laughs> But yeah, it's too, it's too much. We don't even know what that conference is going to look like next year. So exactly. I, so I, I'm I'm not even going to like. It, it could change tomorrow. It could change the day after or whatever. And we got to redo this whole thing. It's outdated anyways. I might as well keep it traditional. Um, I'm 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 a little I'm a little upset with you for a little bit. I'm I'm a little bit of a Big Ten guy at my heart. Little, I like the three three yards and a pound of dust every now and then. You know. Yeah, but that's not what it is anymore. It's just. It's, it's not, and that's the thing. That's right. It's about defense, baby. Defense. <laughs> For some teams, some teams it's about defense and and nothing else. Sometimes it's all about khakis and a sweatshirt, my guy. Okay, glasses and just a hat that says M. Sometimes it's all it's about. I don't know about you. Sometimes it's about just having an, a pedigree of wide receivers that just hit hit the NFL and take it by storm. I'm looking I at just, you, Buckeye Nation. You just described Mon- Monsters University. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes, hey, you know what? Like, you know, life imitates art. Sometimes, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. There, so. All right, yeah. So you know what? We're going to start in the Big Ten West uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, I think it gets way more fun in the Big Ten East. Which, again, I couldn't be happier about conference realignment because, God Christ, the Big Ten West is the the Big Ten West is the ACC Coastal formally. Like, I mean, I've never seen just such a ass sorry side of a conference that it's just like you don't even have to be really even that good but you're gonna get waxed by the other side because they're that good yeah it's like who's gonna win the, the, the this division and it's just like well who plays who doesn't have to play ohio state and michigan yeah who wants to show up in indianapolis for a free steak dinner because lord knows you're not going to whatever playoff spot there's available <laughs> well yeah they don't let consolation prize you get to go to california oh damn it yeah, they don't let they don't let five lost teams make it to the college football playoff. Unfortunately, even if they win the Big Ten, it's just ridiculous, man. <laughs> but all right, yeah. So we'll we'll start with Illinois. Um, Illinois, I, uh, I I've I've always been a classic Brett Bielema stand. All right, I like Brett Bielema. And guess what, guys? He's still at Illinois. Uh, last year it was Larry David, is what it was. Okay, so we got five and four in the conference, eight and five overall. Yeah, it was decent. You know, uh, coaching changes. We didn't really have any, but shockingly enough, I, I didn't understand this. We're not going to go into it, but Jim Leonard, who was at Wisconsin, great defensive mind, gets let's go. Luke Fickle's like, I don't need you, which I didn't get. But Brett Bielema saw an opportunity, and he said, all right, you know what? Come join my defensive staff. I don't have per se a position for you right now. So he pulled the whole Nick Saban thing and went, be a senior analyst for me, buddy. So Jim Leonard's on payroll. He's over at Illinois now, which could mean a lot for Illinois. Starting quarterback. This was shocking to me. First of all, let's talk about how there's no Tommy DeVito, all right? No more going home to your mother's spaghetti. Okay, Tommy DeVito. He's gone. Thank God. The guy came from Syracuse, and we, we all know after last year, or you know, last week's episode, I despise Syracuse. Tommy DeVito's gone, thank God. But transfer quarterback, Jared, get a little of this. It's Luke Altmyer from Ole Miss. Yeah, I've got I've got my my opinions about this, but we'll, we'll touch on that in a second okay. when we get to the, the over-under. Um, couple, couple of key players, not really anything of, of merit outside of uh, Jerzon Newton, who's the DN, All-American. Guy's a freaking stud. He's going to be real. Um... You know, they had some key losses on the O-line. Not 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 too terribly here, but uh, 
you know, let, let, let's just go ahead and dive into it. I had them at seven and a half. Hmm. Okay. I, 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 I think so. You you kind of have them similar to where they were last year, uh, close to that eight win total. Right. I, I, my my. So my biggest thing with with Illinois is I don't love Brett Bielema. Like I think he. There's a reason that he failed and, and didn't make it in the SEC. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily that he had a great team to work with, but it I, I don't see – I just don't see him bringing in a quarterback that's never played and, and creating that, you know, environment for him to be successful as a starter. Like you said, no more Tommy DeVito. Like, you can't just – you can't just copy and paste a, a player that – Basically, was a Lane Kiffin failure. I, if Ole Miss wanted to keep him, they could have kept him. That's that's kind of my opinion. Is like you don't let quarterbacks walk it from the SEC to go to Illinois unless you feel like they can't do anything for you. So that just tells me everything I need to know about Luke. And and you know, I, that that also shows that I, I remember he was a Florida State uh, recruit, and that just for me, I'm kind of at the point out, especially with quarterbacks, is like. I don't really care about like re- recruiting quarterbacks. Like, yeah, it's great to get them on campus, and like if they're good, there's probably a ten percent chance that they're you know they they are what they you know if they're the four star five star guy that they actually show promise to be able to start and be, participate and show uh, production for your team. But there's also a, a more likely chance of them just not being any good. And so, as far as quarterbacks go, like. It, it, it's so much more than just arm talent and seven v sevens. So from like a recruiting standpoint, I know this guy. You know, he was well thought of. A lot of teams wanted him. FSU wanted him. The SEC several Jones teams player. wanted him. Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, it was a huge. I remember when he changed. He flipped to recruitments. It was this huge national news about. Oh my gosh, this guy's going to Ole Miss. He's going to do so well with Lane Kiffin. Well, a year later, he turns around. And he's showing up at Illinois to play with Brett Bielema. Like, what are we it's talking interesting about? Because, because you know. Kiffin did, you know, kind of transfer portal over him. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, like I, I and, and so like when when all these, you know, a lot of people in the Big Ten are thinking, okay, well, yeah, the, the, he he was a four star, he had a lot of talent. Like this is good for for Illinois. Like this is a, 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 an advantage for them. I don't I don't see it. Like I don't think that he's going to be that good. So let's go let's go to their schedule and kind of break it down. Uh, that's uh, kind of where I'm coming from. But you I may will feel- say that Old Miss fans were upset that he left. So it wasn't like. Well thought without like yeah, yeah he needs but to get I don't the hell care. Out of here. Yeah, but I don't care about Ole Miss fans. I care about Lane Kiffin. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Lane Kiffin's the one that runs that offense and is is well thought of in the industry. Not, yeah, but the guy took Spencer fans. Sanders, and Spencer Sanders sucks too. Fair enough. All right, so start. They start with they start the season uh, Saturday, September second with Toledo. Week That's one. That's dub. We already know that. Yeah, now, Kansas. Kansas is. Here's where Illinois is very interesting to me because I'm going to tell you right now, there's like five to six games on here that are coin flips. So I gave them seven and a half. Arguably, it could be six and a half. But depending on how everything goes, it could be way more. They, they To me, they're, the, the, they're going to be the shock and awe of the season. They're either going to be god-awful or they're going to be like, oh, holy shit, Illinois is good. So... Hmm. Kansas is kind of one of those toss-up games, and we'll we'll get into the Big Twelve. Kansas is not as bad as everybody thinks they are. Are they good what? enough to be Illinois? In my opinion, they could definitely give them a run for their money, but ultimately, that's a dub for Illinois. Okay, and then so that's two and zero, and then clearly Penn State's a loss. 
Yeah, that's absolutely. Gonna be, yeah, that's going to be the big noon kickoff that week. So, yeah, I don't. That's going to be simple. Florida Atlantic. That's pretty straightforward. That's a dub. I, yeah, I don't. Purdue see dub. Nebraska so, dub. Okay. okay. So we're already at one, two, three, four, five. Okay. So you might be asking yourselves at this question, Boone. Why are you saying this? Well, because here it comes. Maryland, loss. Wisconsin, loss. Minnesota, toss-up. I'm going to give them the L. Hmm. Indiana, dub. So that's six. Iowa, loss. Which again, depending on who they are, that's kind of a toss-up. But I'm going to give them the L here. Northwestern dub. That's seven. Yeah, I mean, I get, this is one of those teams that we, I mean, like I said, they get the benefit of not playing Ohio State or Michigan. Michigan. That, I mean, that that's two losses for most teams in the Big Ten. So I think, you know what, you're right. I think that might help. So what, what number did we come up with there? Seven and a half. Okay. And that's, that, you're right. It, it could go better. And to be fair, like. They I, could I think, win a lot of these toss-up games or they could lose all of them. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, if Luke is is good, let's just say he, he comes in, he's good, and, and you right. want to argue with me, that's fine. Um, you're 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 probably not going to be a team like Michigan or Ohio State, but they're not on the schedule, so you you could they're probably not going to be Penn State. I think Penn State's kind of on that that level, but we'll get there. Um, but I think any other team on here is could be beat, and I that's that's I mean that they could win ten games. So I think you're right. I think that might be a good number. Um, Let's see. Let me pull up. Let's see what Vegas is saying here. Um, and to be fair to the crowd, here's what we do typically is like I will look at if we have any of these toss-up games, these .5 games, if you will, I'm going to treat it as if, hey, they're going to win half. Yeah, We're because I mean, the way we look at it is it's going to shake out over this course of season. Is like if you have four toss-up games, you're probably going to win two of them. I mean, yes, right. you could win one more. You could lose you one could more. Win three. Like, Hell, you could win all four. But at the same time, like let's let's be realistic. But odds aren't it. So, okay, what was the number we gave it? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. All right. So we got a full point difference uh, on, on, on the over. So Illinois is a six and a half according to I, Vegas right now. I told you it was gonna, I felt like it was going to be six and a half. I just knew it. Yeah, I think that one – because I, I, I think we talked about it, and I think honestly it could go higher than that. And it I think could. the only way you go six and a half is if, if, if I'm right about Luke, which – Right. Obviously, I don't think I, I. That's my opinion. I think he could be good, but I, I think that's where it gets really, really risky. But like I said, if Luke is good, I think you're going to fly over six and a half. So I think that's 100 percent. And that's where I feel like any anybody who is listening to this, that is, I feel like the only people who are going to be bullish on Illinois are from Champaign Urbana. They're they're in the <laughs> damn town themselves. Outside of that, the rest of us are like. Ah. So I mean, I, I feel comfortable saying six and a half, seven and a half. That's fair, but this could be eight. Hell, they could challenge Wisconsin if they wanted to. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I mean, I, I feel comfortable saying seven. Okay. So we got the we got the over on that. Uh let's go let's go to Iowa. Oh man. Who boy, Iowa, you guys are <laughs> an enigma. First of all, I, I, I gotta say, I got a handful of Iowa State fans uh that I'm friends with, so my feeling towards Iowa is Get get lost, kick rocks. I, I I don't care that you guys wave at cancer kids. That's that's not a tradition. <laughs> it, I, I'm sorry, you guys call. Come on, we got people running down mountains, 
touching rocks, playing Inner Sandman, you know, planting spears, all the, singing Dixieland. You guys wave at cancer kids, and you're like, this is one of the greatest college football traditions of all time. Get lost. Get lost. You guys are only good for your defense. It, it, maybe you, you got a good party school because, yeah, all you got out there is tipping cows and, and cornfields. Okay? I, th- 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 there's nothing to do at your, your university. Kirk France has been there since NOM. I mean, the guy took over after, you know, Hayden Fry, and, like, it's been it's, it's been what it's been ever since then. I mean, they haven't been really been great since the Ricky Stanzi years, in my opinion, but whatever. At the same time, Kirk France is still there. Last year he went 5-4, and 8-5 and five overall, which is shocking because if any of you guys remember, they didn't score any lick of points on offense, just zero. Not only that, we're not going to go too far into it, but Arlen Bruce transferred out. Arlen Bruce was sitting here allegedly making bets on himself or the team. There's a lot of Iowa issues with the university with those kids betting on their own teams. But Arlen Bruce was betting on over-unders for Iowa. Are we joking? Why? Because he knew the offense was that ass. He knew that. <laughs> Un- incredible. And even with all of that being said, Kirk Ferentz made no coaching changes. Zero. However... His son is the OC, and they did have it written into their contract, Jaron, that he has incentives now, incentives as an offensive coordinator, to score 25 points per game. <laughs> hey, buddy, we're going to give you more money just to do your job. Can you do that for us? Okay, thanks. Also, the bar is so low. 25 points a game is like, is like it might be a record for Iowa, but for any other team, that's like, oh, okay, we might we, we scored 25 points, but we still lost by three touchdowns. Like the, Any the team way- in the South is scoffing at that. In fact, any Southern OC is foaming at the mouth at the idea that, oh, my God. So you're telling me that I could earn almost a million just because my team hit 25 points a game? Imagine getting Mike Norvell up there. Imagine getting Lane Kiffin up there. Imagine Dan Mullen just coming out of retirement and being like, yeah, I got this. Like, unreal behavior. Now, the only reason that I will say that, you know, Iowa finally decided to be like, you know what, we got to start making some moves. Spencer Petrus is still there, which, what a pathetic excuse of a quarterback. Why is he still on the roster? Transfer out, big dog. It's over. They finally went out to Michigan, and they got Cade McNamara. J.J. McCarthy's back up. Cade's not bad, but he's not J.J. And Cade saw the writing on the roll. Good for him. He got out. Now, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because this is what Iowa's website and beat writers actually put out there, and I have to address this for everyone. Key players for Iowa this season, linebacker Nick Jackson, quarterback Cade McNamara, and here we go. All-world talent, game-changer, punter, Tory Taylor. <laughs> punter. I, I, I will say that's something that – I mean, they did have the number one defensive efficiency last year and the number four special teams efficiency last year. You want to guess what their what their rank was in all of, of, of Division One college football was for their offense last year? It had to be top for, – for all offense? All offense. Ooh, I think there's like 126. I was about to say, tell me it was plus 100. Oh yeah, it way over 121. No, 121. They were one of the worst offensive teams in the country. So yeah, I guess 25 points would be a miracle for them. But that also tells you, like, yeah. But the thing is, like, if you just get a little better on offense, I mean, they they did. They got a better quarterback. That's what I'm telling you. Like, it's. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, and they were. I mean, they were in the middle of the pack of of the Big Ten last year. 
and that's with one of the worst offenses we've ever seen play modern college football. And yeah. somehow they still like we're in the middle of the pack. So that tells you two things. One, how bad the bottom half of this league is can or can be. And then number two is how good that defense was. I mean, that just, that defense is so good. And I, I don't think that's going to go away. So I think, you know, regardless of people coming and going that they've proven over the last 10 years that that's something that they can do. So I think you're going to look at this team and say, if you get like, okay on offense, not even good, just okay. You're going to win a lot more games and, and probably kind of push for that top. You know, I don't think they're going to be in that top tier, but they'll probably be, you know, they could really push for that, that top of that second tier in the, in the conference. Right. And you guys will hear us talk about this a lot more as the season approaches week by week. Where we're going to talk about it's going to be a race to a number. Both teams, you know, the, the defenses are not going to be able to keep up. So eventually it becomes, a, hey, who can reach 28? Who can reach 31? Who can reach 35 first? Because whoever does wins. Now, with that being said, I guess Iowa's magical number was 25. Hey, this defense is so good that if you guys can just get to 25, we're going to win every game. Which, okay. And look, I, I come from... The, the background of the, the kicker brotherhood. So, like, I love that a punter's out here getting his love. But, like, at the same time, dear Christ, I hate Iowa. So, like, un, un, unreal behavior. But, anyways, we'll dive into the number. Um, I don't trust these goons. I'm just going to put it that way. So, because of that, I put the number at 8.5. Mm, so, you're, you're kind of similar to last year. They're kind of... Right, right, right. Where they were, you're not expecting a whole lot of getting better or worse. Well, it's just because I, I have no idea how this offense is going to go. Like, I, I feel like they should be better under Cade McNamara. I feel like the defense should uh, should be exactly the same as they are. Now they did lose a couple dudes to the draft, but I just, <laughs> I mean, I, we we saw what we saw last year with that offense. The, the same guy is running the offense. Just because you get a different quarterback doesn't mean it's going to be light years better. So, yeah, yeah, eight and a half. Uh, yeah, I I get that. And as I'm pulling up the the schedule here, it shows me the first game of last year was was against San Diego State. Mm -hmm. the The final score of that game was seven to three. Seven to three. Yeah, insane. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Iowa State was like, what was Iowa State? It was it was terrible. Oh no, that was actually decent. They they had one game last year that was just, or maybe it was a seven to three game. No, they but beat like, Penn State last year. Oh my god! Oh no, that was a year before. I'm sorry. I'm 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 throwing you off. <laughs> All right, let's just let's get into it. I'm I'm throwing yeah. you off here. Uh, Utah State is who they start the season That's with. A dub. Yeah, uh, they got, they do get Iowa State uh, September 9th, which is early in the year. They always tend to play Iowa State pretty early. Um. I'm sorry, Cyclone fans. I think that's going to be a dub for Iowa again. Hmm. Uh, just, then they got then they got Western Michigan dub. So, so you got three three dubs out the gate. Yeah, they're three and zero going into their fourth game of the season uh, against Penn State. Loss. Yeah, I think loss. Pretty straightforward. And then Mi Mi Michigan State. Um, that's I. I'm gonna. That's a dub. Yeah, I think they're they're pretty weak this year. Uh, Purdue no, four and four and one. Purdue that can also be a dub. And then five you get and one. Wisconsin. I got that as a loss. Hmm. Okay. Minnesota. So here's where it starts to get interesting. Um. That's a coin flip game to me. 
And for the sake of argument, just to prove why I said it could be higher, but I don't trust them, let's call it a dub. Okay. Okay. North, Northwestern's going to be a dub. So, Rutgers six and is one, be seven a dub. and one, eight and one. So and we're already got, we're already at eight. And then you're at Illinois and Nebraska. So you're not so like you're not going to win both of those games. Because I could. really think that you could, which again could be nine ten. Yeah. Do we I, really think this this Iowa team's going to go ten and two? Yeah, I, 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 the only thing I, I just don't know with the offense. I don't know. I, you can't imagine them getting worse, but I just don't know. Like they haven't. But they that's haven't, what I'm saying. Like so, like at some point, I have to look at this and go, Nah, you're not getting those games that I think you you might pull it out. You very well could. They, they could go ten and two this year. They could, but it would be like you'd be you'd be looking at them super sus. You'd be like, well, you're not you're not really ten and two. You're not a real ten and two team. Right, they would so get waxed in the Big Ten in the championship. They would. What's your uh, What's your number going to be? I'm going to keep it at eight and a half. All right. And uh, according to Vegas, it's they're at seven and a half. So we got a full point. Damn, off as I, well. I gave them more credit than Vegas even gave them credit for. Yeah, and I think we we, we kind of had to talk ourselves down to that. So I think that's one that we'd actually probably go over as well. Um, yeah, I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch Iowa with a ten foot pole. I so the, the two things that that. <sighs> The two things with both these teams that we just talked about is is it comes down to quarterback play. It, it comes down to if their quarterback. It's funny because it's like if their quarterback's not great, okay, then it's it might be it might be challenging to hit that number, but they can still hit it. But what if they're good? Like that's the thing. Is like if they're any good, they're gonna hit. They're gonna go over easily. So right. you know, I I don't see. I think their team's good enough to where they're not gonna they're not gonna go seven and. I it would be hard for them to go seven and five. That's right. that's. That's kind of my thought. So I think eight and five or eight and four or, or nine and three is way more in play. So I think the over is definitely probably a better number for us. Yep. All right. So next next one up, Minnesota. PJ Fleck, row the boat. Well, row the boat last year was uh, having a bit of a time. All right. So five and four in the conference, nine and four overall. Them, eh, they took care of business outside of conference play, but in conference play they were dreadful. Part of that had to be that Tanner Morgan was hurt. Uh, and guess what, guys? Tanner Morgan is now gone. The workhorse that was behind Tanner Morgan, Muhammad Ibrahim, or Ibrahim, I should say, um, he's also gone, got drafted. So where do we go? Uh, well, here's the other deal. His uh, offensive coordinator is now Greg Harbaugh, who was promoted from tight ends coach. Um, truly, the only two dudes to get excited about, yeah, three guys. Three guys, we'll say. Brevin Spanford is their All-American tight end, and he is every ounce as good as they say he is. He really is fantastic. I'm excited for the kid who was a youngin last year, and this is going to look crazy on paper, but I promise you this is the correct pronunciation. Ethan Kaliak Manis, the Greek rifle, as they refer to. Don't you know? This guy, uh, this guy can run. He's like 6'4", 230 pounds. I watched a couple highlights. The, the guy, can, he has an arm, too. He's not bad. And he got to sit behind Tanner Morgan for like a year or two. So this is the only reason that I could be bullish on, on Minnesota. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, P.J. Fleck is P.J. Fleck. 
and I just after one one magical season in Minnesota, I have not seen it ever since. And so for that, I got them at five and a half. But they could be better, depending on how everything goes. It could be vastly better than five and a half. But I'm going to give it five and a half to be safe. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to be in line with you. We'll we'll go through it, but I, I, I will say for quarterback, I, the way I feel about a lot of coaches is, I, I, I want to judge you after having at least two quarterbacks that you brought in and and brought up, and um, I, I, I anytime that you see a, a coach, um, and and you say okay, they 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 got a team going in the right direction. And you know you want to point at some of their past success. You, you have to show me more than one quarterback. And so, I think you know just assuming that someone's going to come in and step into that role and they're going to get it is is never safe. And so I'm always going to lean a little away from that. But um, but yeah, if we get into the schedule here, we'll, we can we can kind of go through um, and break down. I know last year they were actually 19th overall in efficiency ranking, rank, ratings on offense, which I think. I think that there's no way you get even close to that. I think if they get in the top 30 this year, that would be a, a minor miracle. Um, 17 deficient or defense efficiency, uh, and then on special teams they were terrible. They were in the top, you know, above 100 at 109. Um, that's that's all of those are concerning me because I don't think I think defense you might be able to continue, but uh, offensively I think you're going to take a step back and and your special teams isn't anything special. So uh, we'll we'll uh, I'm concerned this year. I, I mean a little bit, but you know, let's talk about something. The Greek rifle. Oh, that hits like no other. What a nickname! And I'm telling you, this is the only reason that I'm getting excited about this guy. It's because if you watch highlights, and in fact, I I dare people to go look up highlights of this kid. Calama- or it's I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher the crap out of this. Kaliak Manis. This dude, I mean, he played Wisconsin last year, and he had 300 yards passing two touchdowns. This guy was running all over him. I mean, he single-handedly. Now, Wisconsin was nothing crazy last year, but, like, still. So, let's get into it. Nebraska. I think that's a dub. Minnesota takes that. All right. Eastern Michigan. Dub. 2-0. UNC. That's a loss. Northwestern. North, I'm telling you right now, guys, Northwestern is about to be the damn doormat to the Big Ten. Do not expect a lot from Northwestern. In fact, if they go winless, sorry, trying to tell you. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, what are they, what are they at now? Three, three and one? Then they play the Raging Cajuns. That's four. We're already at four. I had them at five and a half. And here's why. Michigan, loss. Iowa. Loss. Michigan State. We don't know. We don't know enough. Let's call it a toss-up. A.K.A. Let's say they win. Five. Okay. Illinois. Loss. Purdue. Also a toss-up. But we gave them Michigan State, so they lose this one. Ohio State. Loss. Wisconsin. Loss. Yeah, it's a that's a tough tough road at the end there. Uh, you get fat early, and then it's just all it's a tough tough. Yeah, road. a lot of a lot of a lot of crap telling me otherwise. Like, oh, we got a team. Nope, no, you don't. Yeah, and you screw around and like you put some some guys on quit watch. Where I mean, say it's close against 
Illinois and they lose that game, and then Purdue. Like, it's just that's you're just, just you're you're, you're uh, look. If you lose to Michigan State and, and definitely Illinois, oh, you've quit on Purdue. But if you beat Michigan State and hell, you find a way to beat Illinois. So th- there's too many teams in the Big Ten where I'm like, man, you guys are a little too close to each other. You guys are a little too I don't know. And yeah, this I mean, can go either way. They will, they're probably going to sit there and say, we're going to probably lose his last two games of the season. So it, you never know. But you, if you don't get to like four or five wins by the end of October, you're in trouble. Like you're not going bowling. And I so, just really don't think that they're going to be better than last year. I really don't. They took a, they took a step back. Nine and four? No. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. You never know. Maybe, maybe Fleck can figure it out. But uh, yeah, that's, that's trouble. Um, right, what do we got? So we're at we're at, we're saying four or five. What, what do we go with? I, I'm going to stick to five and a half, but I might even bump it to five. I I'm closer to four and a half. Let's let's go with five uh, okay. and see. Uh, Vegas is going to give it. Uh, they're going to give them six and a half. They're going to think they just oh! sneak in to the okay, bowl. Okay, so yeah, see they uh, they thought a little bit higher of them on some of those middle middle games there, which is fine. Which is you know what? It's actually probably fair because Nebraska. I don't think it's going to be that great. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, guess what? That's where we're at. Nebraska, everyone. So, uh, Nebraska last year was three and six in the conference. And then, you know what? I actually did not write down what they were overall. It doesn't, they're so and, bad. You it doesn't know what? Matter. It doesn't, I actually think they were four and eight. They were four and eight overall. You know what? That was correct. They were four and eight overall. Holy, sh- they were bad. Okay. And then Scott Frost got fired. Whoops. So guess what? Coaching changes? Yeah, you guessed it. The whole damn staff. And who'd they welcome in? Matt Rule from Carolina. Now, you guys are going to come to find that I I am a Panthers fan by NFL fandom. Um, I was done watching this dude in Carolina in the NFL. This guy was a joke. If you guys haven't gotten to see that clip that's going around on the internet, this guy was out here doing the the senior bowl crap where he's like, if you can't be coachable for us to coach you, then we can't we can't coach. No. <laughs> and this is how this guy ran a team. At least in the NFL. Uh now at Baylor, he was a great coach. At Temple, great coach. So I think that's where a lot of people are high on him and they expect to see good things out of Nebraska. He's already made noise on the recruiting trail, which is great news for you know, Nebraska. Because I, I actually sit in the boat where I think College football is just better when Nebraska is good. So, Nebraska, we would love to have you back. Please, for the love of God, get it right this time. I hope it works out. And you know what? As much as Bat Rule trashed my team, go, please go be good in college football, man. Like, please, please figure it out. Like, you were, you were good at all these other places. Just come on. So... With those coaching changes, it's every position, but the one thing that I would want to bring up to everybody's attention is that Marcus Satterfield, who was with him at Baylor, and I believe also at Temple, and was at South Carolina for a little bit, and for a brief stint was with him at the Panthers, is now reunited with Matt Rule in Nebraska. They went out to the transfer portal. They already had Chubba Purdy at quarterback, which we are all too familiar with him. Mm. Casey Thompson came from Texas last year. He has now since gone on. He's moved on. Now they have gone on for yet again, I'm telling you, buddy, a lot of Florida State guys that they tried recruiting, either they had, didn't have, were in the fold, whatever. Jeff Sims has now transferred from Georgia Tech over to Nebraska, and he is in a battle with Billy Kemp IV for the starting job. 
So, and not only that, the Florida State train don't stop there. One of their key players, running back Anthony Grant. God damn it, the Taggart years were. Mm! Yeah, that does uh, that doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that that you're just you're just bringing in the, the Willie Taggart targets and players. I, and, all right, look, no no hack the Taggart, but sometimes that guy had an eye for talent. He did. Now, in terms of them being elite. I don't know. We'll never know that that answer. But they were good. He he, he knew what was good. He just didn't know how to bring it into. Uh, he didn't know how to develop <laughs> it really. So that, or, that was, did, or or get it on campus. Yeah, yeah. Or do or do any of that. So all right. Key losses. Nothing of merit. They didn't lose anybody to the draft guys, and really anybody that was transferring out of Nebraska. Did we, did anybody want them? Uh, tight ends. They got a tight end from Notre Dame who was, he was okay. He was a backup. And they got a backup tackle from Utah. Again, really nobody of merit. And a lot of what Rule invested in was at recruiting. Now, like I said, they've done very well in recruiting. But that also kind of means that they're just going to roll out a bunch of true freshmen. And he's going to try to Understand that this year is probably going to be, he's going to chalk it up to an L. He said, hey, I'll, I'll take my lumps. That's fine. I just want to establish my guys, my culture, my philosophy, everything this year. So, because of that, let's not bank on Nebraska. Three and a half. <laughs> That's so little games. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Because Rule obviously has shown that he can win. And I... I uh, three you and a can, half. Is they got the Nebraska so, has no talent, just none. It's so little. Uh, all right, let, let's go through it. So they have Minnesota Week One. Uh, it's actually a, th- a Thursday night game, so we'll know quick. So yeah, we, we already got them losing to to a struggling team, um, and then they got Colorado the second week. That's going to be an interesting game. You know what? Loss. So, so Colorado's going to come off a loss against TCU week one. and then uh, I'll be honest back. with you. I think the better coach in this situation, based on his experience, is Rule. But Colorado is just vastly more talented. I think it's, it's going to be an interesting game. We'll, we'll I, I definitely am going to watch. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be very interesting. And it's one of those that it's glad to have the, the rivalry back. Thank God. The Big 12 really screwed us. Disbanding that, but now that it's back, hell yeah, baby, I'm ready to roll. But there's way too much talent on the Colorado side. Even if Dion has it as the the Wild West out there, I don't care. It's it's going to be too much for Nebraska. Mm, okay, I'm I'm going to say between the two of them, I think they split those games. I think they're going to win one of those two. Okay, so, so you got them at one on one. I got them at zero yeah. two. Yeah, Northern Illinois. I think that's a dub. La Tech. Dub. So in my mind, they're two and two. I got I got three and one. Uh, Nebraska's gonna be a loss, or Michigan's gonna be a loss against Nebraska. Loss. Um, Illinois loss. No, Northwestern, hooray, a gimme, win. Okay. Purdue, Purdue, how do you feel about loss? Michigan State. This could get very interesting because Michigan State could be on quit watch. Um, mm. and they they might just squeak out the fourth, which is why I have it at three and a half. Uh, but ultimately, I got that as an L. Okay. 
Maryland uh, lost, Wisconsin lost, Iowa lost. Oof. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it doesn't look good. Like I'm telling you, the only winnable games are the aforementioned. Uh, all right, best case scenario for Nebraska, they come out hitting all cylinders under rule. Minnesota dub, Colorado dub, Northern Illinois dub, Law Tech dub. You start four zero, which is shocking. Michigan lost four and one. Illinois dub, Northwestern dub. You six and one. Like Purdue dub, Michigan State dub, Maryland lost, Wisconsin lost, Iowa lost. Eight and four. Hmm. That's like best case scenario. But you feel like that's that we're closer to, to five? Four. I feel like we're closer to three and a half four. Really. You're gonna tell me this team this team that went three and six and four and eight overall last year, last year, that made no Improvements through the portal went out and got freshmen from high school. Was going to yeah, win eight you know games. What, you know what? I, I, I'm on your I'm on your side now because you talked me off of it. Because I, the thing is too is like Scott Frost is a good coach. Like the, he is like, a good coach, and I hate it for him. I really do. But like it is just so damn hard to recruit out in Nebraska. Like come on, who wants to go to Nebraska, right? Like you, let's say you grew up in Alabama, right? Or you grew up in Florida. You grew up in California. You grew up in Texas. And you're like, man, the world is my oyster. I could go anywhere. And Scott Frost is coming to you going, hey, man, our women are mid. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> They're not great. Okay? Things to do out here? Uh, get drunk with your buddies. But, hey, you can't do that. You're a student athlete. Um, you could go to the rodeo and you could do football practice. But you know what? Outside of that, it gets cold as tits out here. Like, Nobody's doing that. Nobody's signing up for that. When Nebraska was good, it was because they were recruiting within state and they were playing the style that the state had, which was that whole triple option crap. And it worked for them. Tom Osborne found his lane and he rode it to victory. That is not the case anymore. So now you're trying to like move with the game, but like you're still living Nebraska. So Sorry. Now, so uh, that's why I'm a little high on rule. Rule is recruiting. Recruiting very well at that. In time, that should probably look pretty damn good. But for right now, if you're going to ride this train of, we're just going to throw freshmen out there. No, it's not happening. And it's not happening this year. Yeah, so I I, I see where you're coming from. I think you talked me down, too. I, I think eight is crazy. I think four is probably more reasonable. Nebraska is at six. Uh, Vegas has them at six. That is wild. Yeah, I think that's a lot of faith and rule. I think we I would take the, the under. Uh, yeah, I agree. So let's uh, let's let's move on. All right. Well, um, <laughs> this is going to be as brief as it freaking gets. Northwestern, which if you guys are listening to this, you guys are college football fans. I don't need to go into too much detail. You know what's going on here. Uh, and if you don't, hey, buddy, just read it for yourself. Just type in Northwestern Hazing into Google and just see what pops up. With that being said, Pat Fitzgerald, our fallen soldier, is gone. Uh, was the subject of some pretty heinous crap, uh, allegedly. We don't know. Um, but for the most part, let's let's assume that that is the case. And, yeah, buddy, you need to go. That's not, that's not okay. 
But what's shocking is the Northwestern administration decided to go, Pat, you're fired. Everybody, you can stay. Well, we're not going to get too much into it, but take it for what it's worth. David Braun is now the head coach. Who? They went 1-8 and eight in the conference last year and 1-11 and 11 overall. Mm. Yeah, not, not great. So here we go. Starting quarterback. Who cares? Key players. Uh, who cares? Key losses. Peter Skronsky. He got, he got drafted, ladies and gentlemen. Damn good tackle at that. Transfer portal. Yeah, who cares? Nobody. They, they, everybody left. One and a half. So I see, I see like two games on here that that may be winnable, and, and that's why I got them at two and a half. And they got UTEP second week of the season. I guess they do play Rutgers first week of the season. That that that's that could be something. That's uh, that's that's not the one I actually had. I got Rutgers winning that. Okay, and you got Howard like fifth week October seventh. Yeah, so, all right, here's what I got. I got Rutgers with the dub, so they're starting to own one. UTEP is winnable. You know what? We're not even going to go through it. What are the winnable games? UTEP and Howard. Howard's definitely winnable. 100%. Yeah. You should you should off-town alone win that game. So, one one win, and UTEP is maybe two. Rutgers maybe you get lucky bad. with Rutgers, and you get three. Maybe. Okay, so Three max, we're going to say two and a half. Is that fair? Or you, you're still at one and a half? I'm still at one and a half because I really think like Rutgers has more talent than they do. All right. Meet like me in the everybody well, left. Say, everybody let's say, left. Let's say two. Let's meet me in the middle. Okay. All right. Let's see. Vegas has them at four, four and a half. I don't know. Oh, slam the under, guys. Slam the under. Oh, man. I, I messed up. I, I, I looked at Rutgers. That's Rutgers' number. I, I'm sorry. Also a bad team. Uh, Northwestern is uh, actually. Hold on, I'm sorry, I, I, I unveiled the wrong team. <laughs> That's okay, because I think, you know, we'll, we'll just quickly do Rutgers. It, Ooh, that's different. actually really good. I had Rutgers at three and a half. I have Northwestern at three. Vegas has Northwestern at three and a half. So, oh, slam the under, slam it. That's you know what? In fact, actually, guys, we're we're we, you know what? Hold on. Well, we, we kind of we kind of unveiled the lead with Rutgers, so let's just go over them real quick and and knock this out. Okay, so we know Rutgers, Port, Vegas has them at four and a half. Can Rutgers guys, it, it, one and eight. Look, Greg Schiano is still there, which like I'll be honest with you, like I love I love Greg Schiano. Okay, like the guy's fantastic, but the Rutgers is a shadow of what they used to be. No, no savage years. There's no, there's no none of that. There's no magic happening. So they went one and eight in the conference, four and eight overall. Uh, coaching changes, nothing of merit, nothing, nothing crazy. Let's not get excited. Um, returning players, Gavin Wimsett. Everybody, he he took over for Noah Vidral last year. Um, Noah's done. Like he's not coming back. It's over. Um, so the key player is, is Gavin. And um, that's it. That's all Rutgers really has going for them. I'm going to be honest with you. They're, they're like the step above Northwestern, but they're, they're no great. So here we go. First game out of the gate. Ruck is Northwestern. Win. Second game. Temple. I, 
Maybe. In fact, the next two games are Temple and Virginia Tech. I got those at toss-ups. So Virginia Tech's so bad, though. I'm telling you, dude, like it's a toss-up, so let's just give them one. They're okay. at two, two and one now, right? Michigan, okay. loss. Wagner, win. Three. Then we've got Wisconsin, loss. Michigan State should absolutely stumble around in the dark and find a W there. But let's... Maybe give them a half point there. All right. Okay. okay. And then Indiana is another half point. So four, maybe. And then Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, Maryland. Loss, 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 loss. Mm. At best, four. Which is why I had it at three and a half and Vegas has it at four and a half. So they think they're actually going to do... Better than that, which is which is shocking, but it, it's not that shocking. They probably have that Virginia Tech game and the Temple game being dubs. Yeah, I have them closer to four, four and a half. So I, I don't, I wouldn't touch that one. Okay, okay. Well, that's so, fair. Yeah. Um, so so what, that we, was, what, what, what was it for Northwestern again? What did Vegas have? Vegas had them at three and a half, which is so low. <laughs> Somehow we ha- we ended up lower than that. <laughs> we had them at two and a half. Yeah, that's uh, that's no good. That's yeah. we're, we're, we're just not we're not going to worry about that. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so I would I would just definitely say like, what the? Let's just uh, yeah, let's plan on going back up and wrapping up Purdue. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll do Purdue now. Um, okay, so in case you guys didn't know. Six and three. Jeff Brom did a decently good job last year. Six and three in the conference, but eight and six overall with a pummeling loss to LSU in the bowl game. It wasn't even close. Uh, starting quarterback. Now here's where it gets interesting. Hudson Card from Texas. He has transferred to Purdue, which is good. It's coming at a good time because Aiden O'Connell just left. He got drafted. Um, other people to of merit. Old Chuck Sizzle, Charlie Jones. He's gone. So, you know, they had Rondell Moore, gone, went to the draft. They had Charlie Jones, old Chuck Sizzle, gone. Now he's on the Bengals. So, and then Corey Trice left, great cornerback, and then, of course, they're tied in Payne Durham. Um, I, I didn't really see Scott bring in a lot of guys. He just didn't do it. Just SEC talent, though. But, yeah, he did, he did bring in a couple of dudes on defense that are SEC caliber. So I got a safety out of Arkansas, Anthony Brown. Got Braxton Myers from Ole Miss as a corner. And Jeffrey Imba from Auburn. That was a good get. But even with all that being said, I think it's going to take some time. I got him at five and a half. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right to me. But let's let's go through schedule. Um, so Fresno State is their first game, September 2nd at noon. And I really I think that's a dub. You should easily you should easily win that game. Yeah, Virginia Tech, I think, is a dub. Which let's talk about Virginia Tech schedule because they got Purdue and then Rutgers. <laughs> I don't I don't actually remember what I gave them for those two games, but I know I wasn't very hot on Virginia Tech. So I'm going to say that they start two zero. Syracuse to me is a toss up. I hate to say that. I feel like between Virginia Tech and Syracuse, it's you, you you're gonna get one of those. So let's just split it that way. Um, Wisconsin, that's a loss. 
Illinois, I think we touched on this. Like, this could be a toss-up, but ultimately I think that's a loss. Hmm. So, what do you get? Two, two and... Two and three. Iowa's a loss. Two and four. Two and five. Ohio State. Now, here's where we start to kind of pick up traction again. Um, Nebraska, I think that's a dub. So, three and five. Michigan, that's a loss. Three and six. Minnesota, that's another coin flip game. Uh, Northwestern's a win. So, four and five. Indiana, I think, is a win. I think they're better than Indiana. Um, so, five. I agree. I think they're better than Indiana. I, I think what like where we're different from from probably Vegas and, and just in general, I think Nebraska and Purdue are getting are, are kind of swapped in the minds of, of them. Like I think I think the thought is Nebraska's a little bit better than Purdue and and that game is probably gonna be closer to a fifty fifty game. But I kinda lean with you is like I think Purdue could probably get that one done over Nebraska, but that, that that'll be interesting uh later in the year. Yeah, so, wait, what did Vegas have, Matt? All right, let's see. So, what what was our final number there that we came up with? We we came up with five and a half. All right. So, Vegas has them at five and a half on the, on the money. So, I think... Oh, that is, that is glorious. Oh, I love... Ooh, don't you guys love it when it just hits... Right on, baby Robin Hood, bullseye. That you might as well take it to the bank, man. I'm, 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 I'm laying money on Purdue. All right, let's let's get into. Uh, I think was it Wisconsin next? It is Wisconsin, and then that would cap off us for the West, and then we'll move into the East. But yeah, so uh, here we go, guys. Uh, Wisconsin, as I alluded to earlier, Luke Fickle is now the head coach. He's moved over from Cincinnati, and. Uh, this is where, you know, I, I don't give enough credit to my co-host here, but Jaron does a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, digging. And for this one, he, he got me beat, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to him here. This was fantastic knowledge. They went 4-5 and five last year in conference, 7-6 and six overall. Phil Longo from North Carolina had previously been with Ole Miss during the Matt Luke era, which, if a lot of you don't remember, that was the Elijah Moore dog-piss touchdown celebration years. Uh, when Joe, Joe Moorhead was over at Mississippi State, um, where they averaged 500 yards of offense per game but failed to score points. This is interesting to me because Wisconsin has never not been ground and pound. Ron Dane was a Heisman Trophy winner running back. In fact, if you just go back and think about it, like James White, Monty Ball, Braylon Edwards, like, it, it, the list goes Jonathan Taylor, on. yeah. Jonathan Taylor. The list just goes on and on and on and on of running backs. It's always been running backs at Wisconsin, which they still got the guy, Braylon Allen, but it seems as though they're trying to make a move more towards this new era of offense, which is crazy, and which is why they brought in Tanner Mordecai from over at SMU. Um, do, you, do you remember where Mordecai was from before that? Didn't wasn't he at TCU or Texas? No, he was at Oklahoma. He he. Uh, backed no up. way. He he was he was backup for uh for Kyler Murray before he was going to be kind of the heir apparent to him, and then you know obviously Jalen Hurts came over, and then so when that uh, happened, he, he said, "All right, I'm piecing out," and and went over to SMU and and just lit it up like was was elite. <laughs> So it's interesting they bring up Oklahoma because I actually didn't know this. Jaron, again, was on top of this. 
Nick Evers from Oklahoma, previous five-star quarterback, who at one point Florida was recruiting. He is now over at Wisconsin. He is learning behind Mordecai. So I think Mordecai gets it for a year, and then it's going to be Nick Evers as the heir apparent from here on out, uh, provided you know Wisconsin doesn't go out and grab another guy who's probably better than him. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Longo loves the air raid. Loves it. And that is something Wisconsin has never seen before. Never used. I, I'm I'm very high on this because if there's any identity that Wisconsin has had, it's ground and pound and good defense. They love that crap at Wisconsin. And I don't think with the Luke Fickle-led team, the defense is about to let up. And so for this, uh, I'm going to give them a nine and a half. I, I really felt... Uh, they may trip up here and there, which is why I'm not going to go too much higher. You're going to hear me struggle through a lot of this uh, schedule because a lot of these games, I'm pretty like, they should win that. Yeah. But yeah. Again, kind of like how I felt about, um, oh, damn, who was it? Iowa? Like, it's just one of those that if you get too excited about Wisconsin here, you're like, mm, everything's brand new. You guys shouldn't be winning like 10, 11 games. So they're going to trip up with their growing pains. But, yeah, I got them at 9.5. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of in this weird place where I don't know what to expect because, you, you know, when you look at... 9.5 is good for yeah, the first year. Oh, that's what I'm saying. And when you bring in a new offensive coordinator that, you know, he's from, from North Carolina, he's proven that he can do it with two quality quarterbacks. Um but I just don't. I don't know. You know, you, you're bringing another quarterback, but you're also now. Now you're working with a new quarterback and a new system with players that don't necessarily fit the mold. And then you also have guys that are from that. You know, from the previous era where they're like, you know, used to they they got recruited and brought in to play this style of offense, and now you're kind of playing a different style. I just there's so many things to overcome to make that really stick and become efficient. So I, I don't know what to expect. I, it, it could click and they could be really good and, and hit, I think nine and five, but you know, unless they have like a, a fairly easy schedule, I just don't know. I think you're going to lose some games that you probably shouldn't just because you're, you, there's going to be games where just guys just are, you're not going to have guys just running free. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, right. let's, let's, let's go into it and, and look more. Okay. Uh, so right out the gate, they got Buffalo. That's a dub. Washington yeah. State, that's a dub. Georgia Southern, that's a dub. 3-0. Purdue, that's a dub. Rutgers, that's a dub. 5-0. Now we get our first challenge. Iowa. This could be a bit of a coin flip. Now, I personally believe if you've had five games to lead up to Iowa, you should do fairly well. Yeah, I think they'll beat Iowa. I, I, I don't think very highly of Iowa. Yeah, so that to me is it's a dub. Now, we're, again, we're going to readdress this in a few seconds, guys. But that's a dub. All right. So what? You're six. You're six and zero oh now. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, you're six and zero. Oh. Illinois should be a dub. Ohio State loss. Okay. Indiana dub. Northwestern dub. Nebraska dub. Minnesota dub. So by that virtue, I now have them at eleven and one. Yeah, this schedule is easy. That's, that does not make as much sense to me. Now, here, let's go into the toss-ups. I think uh, Illinois is actually a toss-up. Yeah. And I think Minnesota is a toss-up. 
I'm also looking at, I mean, I would have to think that Iowa game is also a toss-up. So you got three toss-ups. Everything else is a dub outside of Ohio State. So you got one loss probably and then one and a half losses instead of that. Yeah, I mean, that would put you right at, at nine and a half. Oh. Um, so I think I think that's a fair number. I, I have a feeling Vegas is going to be right in lockstep with you there. Um, let's look. Yeah, they got him at nine. Um, God damn it! Two for two on the to end it. Yes. Yeah, I just I, I don't I I can't talk myself. I, I think there's a scenario where they actually win eleven games. I I don't I don't think they're gonna win eight. So I, I would probably go over. But I I think we're right on that number. Where I'm so nervous about the offense, I I wouldn't touch that. Right, so I, I I think that's uh, look we we nailed it we did, but uh, again like a lot to be excited for Wisconsin in the future. I really think that this is going to go well for them, but at the same time like like worst case scenario, we sit here and they lose what they they lose four games, they're eight and four, which again first year, that's incredible for Luke Fickle. That's great. Eight and four is good. Yeah. Now, I'm sure they all probably wanted to win nine. There's probably going to be one on there that they're like, damn it. We should have had that one. Yeah. But uh, I, I, just, I just don't see 11 and one first year. Like, that. that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I would be shocked, but you never know. But um, I also, yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I'd. I just don't. I, I think there's going to. I think they're going to win some games they shouldn't win and lose some games. They, they probably shouldn't just because of that that inconsistency and and installing something new. But, um, but yeah, that that wraps up the West, I think, for us. So it um, does, it does. So uh, with that, what I'm going to say is uh, that that concludes hour number one. We're going to go ahead and kick it out to our sponsors for right now uh, before we uh, lay into the Big Ten East side, if you will, for uh, hour number two. But uh, yeah, with that, let's uh, let's go ahead and kick it out to our sponsors. Whopper, 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 Junior, Double, Triple, Whopper, Impossible, or Bacon, Whopper, I rule this day. F-B-K, have it your way. Yeah. We're here at the Big Ten East. Uh, we're going to start it off with uh, Indiana. That's the excitement I have for Indiana, okay? I'm just... Do you, yeah, remember, do you remember a couple years ago when Tom Allen was like, everybody's like, I love this man? Yeah, I, I think everyone that goes to the Big Ten, this is kind of where they land eventually. If if they don't, if they're not Ryan Day and they luck into a, a job that <laughs> was set up for them, this is ultimately the, everyone's fate. Yeah, so those of you who are unaware, Tom Allen took over at Indiana like seven years ago and, um, he, he was leading the Cinderella team, and <laughs> he, he went out and he, he recruited Michael Penix. Like, he recruited Michael Penix over at Florida State was looking at Michael Penix. There are actually a handful of teams that are looking at Michael Penix, and for whatever reason, he was like, Indiana is it for me, baby. <laughs> well, as you guys could guess, Michael Penix didn't stay in Indiana. Um he quickly realized after the COVID season, oh, my God, this team sucks. And he decided to go to Washington, where he has flourished. 
thus leaving Tom in the dirt. Uh, Tom has just decided to make dirt his home. He went two and seven in the conference last year and four and eight overall. Coaching changes. Hey man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If they're not gonna fire you, just don't change a damn thing because you're a basketball school. Basketball school. So no, he didn't bring anybody on. Uh, starting quarterbacks, they got two options right now. Dexter Williams, the second, who's been there. But also, and here is something fun for all you Hoosiers out there, you true, you true Hoosiers, the candy cane folk. Taven Jackson, who was a quarterback over at Tennessee, uh, brother of Trace Jackson, former IU B-ball player, got drafted by the Warriors. He has now transferred in to Indiana. So he is also fighting for the QB job. He is very good. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, the only reason I would think that maybe he doesn't get the job this fall is because he's new. Um, but for the most part, he's – I think, personally, he should be the guy. I think he adds that Michael Penix option that Tom so desperately is looking for. If not, Dexter Williams is – my, my only thing is, is, like, if Dexter Williams couldn't beat out the guys before – he sure as hell ain't going to be the guy moving forward, so let's just go ahead and dump it on the new guy, right? Like, get these guys the reps. Uh, key players for Indiana. Um, the quarterback. I Indiana ain't that great, guys. <laughs> uh, key losses. If you want to call it that, Travell Mullen transferred out. Their wide receiver. Oh, Damn it. Uh, there, there's, there's really nothing of merit with Indiana. Um, three and a half. They suck. They suck. And honestly, I would not be uh, shocked if they went into quit watch. Yeah, that's going to be early. Pretty early, that's going to be a concern. <laughs> they're horrible. They're, they're cheeks. Okay? They're, they're, they're god-awful, guys. Um... All right, but yeah, like let's let's roll through the schedule because let me tell you, it does not start off easy. Ohio State. Yeah, that's a loss. You sure? I thought it was going to be a dub. They're in the wrong. The Indiana's at a tough, the oh, wrong side. Of the I division. thought that was going to be a dub. I thought that was one of their few. <laughs> All, right. All right. Loss. Just, Indiana just to, State, the Larry Bird Trophy Award. Uh, yeah. They get a dub there. Yeah, they got one. Louisville loss. That That's Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom has had a little too much experience beating that ass. That's a loss. Akron, this is not a gimme. A Mac team, bro. You are going to be in a dogfight with a Mac team. Unreal. But guess what? They squeaked out the dub. I don't know. I maybe give them half. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. We'll give them half. That Jesus Christ. That's sad. Maryland loss. Michigan loss. Rutgers half a point. Now we're at two. <laughs> Penn State, Laos. <laughs> Wisconsin, Laos. Illinois, Laos. Michigan State. Toss up. Really? Okay. Maybe. Maybe. 
I think I think I might even talk myself down. I think this is a two and a half. <laughs> I think between They're terrible I think, man. I think between Michigan and Purdue. And, yeah, between Michigan and Indiana, I, I think both of those teams are terrible. But uh, I think you could or Michigan State. I, uh, Ruggers and Michigan State. I think you split maybe one of those because they're both so bad. Yeah, they're not. They're not good. So, all right, what, what's uh, what's Vegas got? Vegas has them right at three and a half. I think you got a good number. I, I Holy sh! Damn, man, that's three for three now. I yeah, got you're, you're you. hear me, street. Midwest? You hear me, Midwest? I'm one of your own. You know what? I've always been a firm believer in the fact that the Midwest is just the cold South, all right? That's all it is. I'm with you. I am with you. I, I feel like I'm going to shit the bed with SEC, but, like, I got the I got the Big Ten on lock. You do. You do. Let's, I can uh, do this. Let's hit Maryland and Michigan State, and then we'll do Michigan-Ohio State. And all right, that's State. fair. Well, all right. Here's here's the team that I'm very high on. I am a Mike Loxley stan. I love this man. Mike Loxley, head coach of Maryland, used to be under Nick Saban over at Alabama. He's been there for a couple of years now. He went four for five in the conference. Ah, it was all right, but eight and five overall, and they won their bowl game convincingly. It was very nice. Love to see that. Now, here's where it gets really fun. Talia Tangabailoa. Okay, to his brother. He's still there. This is his final year. It's either shit or get off the pot for this guy. And I really think that he's about to make the most noise that he possibly can. So you're saying uh, he's, about to, he, he's about to shit. <laughs> oh, no, 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 buddy. He's about to pop off on the pot. That's what's going to happen here. So... Talia is our guy, and under him, this is such a strange type of OC ordeal, but Miami fired Josh Gaddis after taking him from Michigan. Ryan Broyles, assistant coach of the year award winner, didn't work out in Miami for whatever reason. Now, Josh Gaddis, for those of you ladies and gentlemen, is a big run game dude. So how do you offset that? Well, you go out and hire our boy, Kevin Sumlin. He's back in college football, baby. He is co-OC and tight ends coach with Josh Gaddis at Maryland. Don't know how it's going to work out, but for whatever reason, I'm bullish on it. I think it's going to work out perfectly. This is this is kind of a sick little setup they got going on in Maryland. with all Yeah, it's, it's not bad. They're setting themselves up for success. Now, key players, they went out and got Tyrese Chambers from FIU, uh, which was pretty crazy. Uh, Jayshon Johnson is still there, and Roman Hemby, who made some noise for Maryland. Honestly, Maryland's got a good offense. I like Maryland's offense. When it's clicking, it's clicking. Now, as we watched with Ohio State last year, it wasn't great. But there were there were a lot of moments where you're like, oh, okay, okay. And at the end of the season, they started to get it together. Now, they did lose Deontay Banks to the draft which that was a very tough loss. All things considered, with that being said, I think they're going eight and a half. And that's, that's, that's being like, nah. I think that's what, I think that's what Vegas might say. I think Maryland's going to do better. Okay. So, so you think they're closer to nine or nine and a half? I really think they're closer to nine or nine and a half. All right. So they played Townsend 
to start. I, that sounds like an English Premier League team. I just <laughs> yeah. Week one, uh, that's a week, dub. They play Charlotte. Week two, dub. Virginia three, dub. Uh, Michigan State dub. That's four in a row. Indiana dub. I mean, they they literally might have the easiest first five games in the yeah. In it's the, great. In the, yeah, they're they're gonna get fat early. They're, right? they're gonna go five and zero, oh, and everybody's gonna be like talking like. Ooh, I'm not worried about any ooh. of these games. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not concerned at all. So five and zero, oh, easy. Then they'll be in, ranked playing going into playing Ohio State. They'll Ohio be State in October. In October, nonetheless, they're they're probably going to lose that one. Probably, I, you know. but you do get a chance to showcase yourself. I still think it's a loss, but hey, this might show people. Hey, we are something to mess with. Which, if that's the case, Illinois dub Northwestern dub. Mm. Look at mm-hmm. that! You're seven and one. Okay. Yeah. I. I well, North, yeah, you're Penn in a good place. State, Penn State, Maryland is going to be a good game. It's just going to be a good game. Okay. So, I mean, you, let's just say then they beat Nebraska next week. Let's just say they'll lose to Penn State and then beat Nebraska. All right. You're looking at what? Eight, uh, eight, eight and two. Yeah. And then you got Michigan State, or you got Michigan. Let's just which say you're going to lose that. Which is a loss. And then eight let's and three, say, and then yeah, nine, and, nine, and, nine and three. I think you comfortably get to nine. I think that's a fair number. Yep. And then I think if you you could upset one of those teams or or two, I think I personally feel that's the case. But Maryland does have the ability to just like drop a game, which is why I got it at eight and a half. Like there might be an absolute stinker in there somewhere where you're like Maryland, what are you doing? I agree, but I I just don't. But who? That's the problem. Is it's not like there's not like a, there's not a whole lot of fifty fifty games on this schedule. Look, man, I'll put it this way: I didn't think Florida State was going to lose to NC State last year, but it happened. Yeah, but uh, that's I think. But this schedule is I, who on the schedule are you be worried about? Illinois, the the fighting. Beatles? Yeah, like yeah, I'm telling you, man. If Illinois figures it out, they could be a problem. All right. Well. I'm not worried about Nebraska, and I'm not worried about Rutgers. I mean, they have the easiest I'm not schedule. worried about Michigan State either. They have three hard games. They have three games that are probably top ten teams, and then the rest of their schedule is just easy, like just yeah. easy. I, 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 The only thing with Illinois is they come in, it's, it's after they play Ohio State, so that's the only thing I'm worried about, but I, I'm not sure – I, I don't know. Uh, I, well, I I think I think nine is is pretty comfortable for me. Okay. Because I think I think they might. You're right. They might lose one of those games that they shouldn't. But I also think they're just as likely to win one of those games they shouldn't. Right. So I, I think we're gonna let's see what Vegas has to say. I think Vegas is probably gonna be. A, uh, Vegas is at seven. I don't see that at all. Seven. Yeah, seven. I I would take the overall. That, yeah, I'm that's taking the, most, the over on that. I'm way more bullish on Maryland than that's than the that. most convicted I've been so far. Yeah, I I feel like if you look at Maryland's schedule, you're like you guys should lay back and get seven. Yeah, I, and you you guys are better than that. You they made improvements. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair case. All right, let's uh, let's hit Michigan State and then we'll we'll hit the top three. All right. Oh, this is so tough for me because at, at my heart, I am a Sparty guy. I love Sparty. But uh, Mel Tucker, I think your new car smell has worn off, my guy. It, this this is not looking good. So last year, three and six in the conference, five and seven overall. Not great. 
you'd think maybe let's make some coaching changes. Nope. Didn't do it. Shocking. And then on top of that, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We got ourselves a three-horse race for the quarterbacks. Woo! Noah Kim, Kaden Hauser, Sam Levitt. Who's it going to be? It's like playing that damn cup game in, in New York on the side of the street. Who who you got? Who you got? I'm going to mix them around. Pick your poison, son. I, I'm going to tell you right now, whoever the hell they pick, it ain't going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's the typical like when you've got three three of one thing you got, you got nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah, you got none. It's terrible. So yeah, um, key players. There, there's nobody to speak of here. There's not, and unfortunately, this is, again, this is where I'm thinking you you screwed up, Mel, because Keon Coleman walked out. That's your best wide receiver gone. Peyton Thorn. He's gone. He went to Auburn. Like, I mean, Jaden Reed got drafted. Amir Speed got drafted. Kendall Brooks got drafted. Xavier Henderson got drafted. And if you guys aren't catching the trend here, most of their defense got drafted or left. Okay. So who'd you bring in? You brought in a safety from Iowa, which, oh, okay. You brought in a safety from Cincy, okay, and a defensive tackle from Florida State. Yeah, not not. But even with that, like all those guys that got drafted, you still went three and six and five and seven. Yeah, those the guys they brought in aren't replacing the guys that got drafted. No, they're not better. So I got them at four and a half. Okay, yeah, let's get through. So get Central Michigan week one. That's actually a Friday game. Yeah, and then they got Richmond. Win. Then they get Washington. That's gonna be a loss. Maryland's gonna be a loss. Loss. Iowa's a loss. loss. What do you feel about Rutgers? Win. Really? Okay. I think so that could be a toss-up. You're sitting at four. I think that could be a toss-up. All right. That's fair. Where'd you get four? So you got Michi- Central Michigan, Richmond, and... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. Three. So Rutgers. I got three. Yeah, so Central, two, Richmond, and Rutgers. Two and a half. Three. I think that's two and a half. All right. So you, you got them at two and a half. That's fine. Then Michigan lost. Minnesota loss. Nebraska, half. So three. three. And then oh, Indiana. Well, they're going to lose Ohio State and Penn State. So they're going to lose Indiana. Ohio State and Penn State. Indiana, four. Yeah, I think four is like, like if maybe go well. maybe on one magical Saturday, one day where Tucker's just like, "Hey guys, I woke up feeling dangerous." Like maybe they just put one over the top. I don't know, but like they're good. They're usually good for. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a callback here, where it's just you know you're gonna torpedo somebody's season. Michigan State's always good for one torpedo. Oh, they're going to go to Oppenheimer? You think they're going to be the they're Oppenheimer? They're going to Oppenheimer somebody. Well, they're always they, good for one. Okay, so let's say we have them at four. So even if they Oppenheimered someone, they shouldn't. They're, they're going to be at five. And they Vegas, should be at five. Vegas has them at five and a half. So even with an upset. Vegas I think we should ride the under heavy on that. I, I agree. I think we're closer to four and a half or probably four. Um so that kind of rounds out the uh, the cheek side of the conference. I think the, the the final three are worth talking a little bit more about. Which is why um, we saved the East for last, ladies and gents. Yeah. Let's uh, let's 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 hit it. Let's go. Uh, let's. You know I what? Kinda, you know, let's I, know I, I know where I want to go. I know where I want to go. Actually, uh, you know where I want to go. 
we're going to talk about Penn State. Because, guys, I'm high on Penn State. I think this is the year they could get it done. I think James Franklin has had enough. I think he gets it done now. Ohio State's just waiting to get picked off. They're just waiting to get picked off. And if you get enough coming from Ohio State where you just like, I could smell it in the air. You might just take off Michigan. This could be it. This could be it for Penn State. James Franklin went 7-2 last year, 11-2 overall. Those two losses, yeah, you guessed it, Michigan and Ohio State. Now, here's the thing. He went out and got a defensive analyst from the Denver Broncos and Ola Adams. So, I mean, this guy's not on staff. He's not a coordinator. But he is somebody that I think is going to add quite quite a bit of zhuzh to that defensive staff where they, you know, they get a different pair of eyes. They get a professional set of eyes, which is good. Now, starting quarterback, it's Drew Ehler. Sean Clifford's gone. And if you ask me, Sean Clifford was part of the problem. I Sean agree. Clifford, I think Drew's Clifford had to go. Yeah, Drew's going to be a step up. Drew Ehler's a better quarterback, in my opinion. He's younger. He's better. It's just it, it, all around, this was the guy you needed to go with in the first place. Now, they got two running backs. Both are very good. The one that I really want to key in on here is Nick Singleton. Because Nick Singleton, arguably, outside of Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, he was the dude. This was the guy, like, Travion Henderson is a great running back, but the guy gets hurt all the time. Mayan Williams is good, but, like, he's not, he's just not Nick Singleton. Nick Singleton is phenomenal. So you got Drew Ayler and Nick Singleton back there. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, Chop Robinson is an All-American at defensive end. Kalen King is an All-American at corner. Not to mention the rest of your defense is pretty damn rock solid. Now, they did lose a couple dudes, uh, you know, to the draft, which you, that that that's a standard at Penn State. You should. You, you, it, the, Penn State is getting back to that place where it's it's not a rebuild, it's a reload. And I think, much like I'm kind of high on, you know, our own Knowles here, I'm a little high on Penn State here. I think Penn State can really get this taken care of here. So, they did lose Joey Porter. They lost Drew Scruggs as a center, which that, that'll kill you, losing a good center. And they lost their tight end, Britton Strange. Sean Clifford was, to me, we can count it as a loss, but it's really nothing. Now, they went out and got another running back out of Minnesota. His name is Trey Potts. I don't think this guy's really going to play all that much. Uh, David Collins is a corner out of Mississippi State. Maybe. He does pretty damn good, and he is, you know, the guy opposite of Kalen King, like Joey Porter was last year. And then they got a wide receiver out of Florida State, Malik McClain. Maybe this guy pulls through. Maybe he doesn't. They already had some pretty good receivers on on paper. Now, again, because you have to get over, I've already alluded to it, so we're not really going to have to go over the schedule. But 10.5 is where I got them. And I only have them at 10.5 because I think between Ohio State and Michigan, they get one of those wins. Potentially, they could get both, but I think they're guaranteed to get at least one. So who else is on their schedule that you're worried about them losing half a game to? You know what? Let me let me double check. Let me pull that up. Yeah, I think I think McLean too. Obviously, leaving Florida State, I think Florida State has has a loaded receiver room, so it's not a huge loss. But they weren't happy to see him go, and I think I think he's going to elevate that that room, even if he's the third, you know, third 
go-to wide receiver, uh, you, you're just adding depth to a, a, a good a good receiving room. And um, I think they're going to really, like you said, I think they're going to challenge those other two teams uh, and, and could potentially dethrone one of them. Right. And so, like, the only other two teams that I'd be like, if if Penn State woke up sleepy on a Saturday and played these dudes, and, yeah, yeah this potentially spells trouble. But, like, Iowa, Iowa's never been strange to, you know, hey, we're just going to wake up and play defense today, and you guys are gonna, not going to have anything to so, do about it. So I think the only and benefit... Maryland. Yeah, I think the only benefit that they have is that game's a night game, and I don't think... I just don't think Penn State... I think Penn State, it's their first game of the season uh, that that's ranked. So they'll have... It's, their four, it's four weeks in. They'll have three tune-up games, and then they'll go into Iowa having something to prove. And I think they're going to... I think they're... I, I'm not that concerned about that game for them. I think they're going to step on, step on the neck there and, and really announce themselves. Yeah. So I think 10 and a half... That's fair, but I really, I really like Penn State to, try, to actually vie to get it done this year. Yeah, I think if it's if Michigan is not the heir apparent, if Michigan should, and we'll go over that. Actually, you know, what? I'm going to save that. I, I really think they're going to. I think they're going to beat Ohio State. I really do. Okay, so then right before they play Ohio State, they have a tune-up game against uh, UMass, which is. Yeah. I don't even know if you could argue they're a team no. um, at this point. No, I that's, mean, it's that's, literally that's, like that play. Maybe your starters for like a quarter, maybe two. Play yeah. the other guys, rest, and just just gear up for Ohio State. So you I, can't even I, call it a trap game. Yeah. I, so leading into that game, uh, Ohio State has a little bit of a different schedule. They have Notre Dame uh, four weeks before. Uh, on September 23rd, then they play Maryland, Purdue, and then Ohio, and then Penn State. I think that's a tough little run leading into a, a top 10 matchup against Penn State. I, that's they're not they don't get quite the same tune up. Um, I, I don't think they can quite just completely. I think if they get through Notre Dame and they get through Maryland, I think they could maybe take a little breather on Purdue. But I, I don't think you can just completely just not pay attention. Um, I think you know, going into that week. So uh, they, they can't look ahead. And then the week after they play uh, Wisconsin. So they, I mean, they literally, Ohio State is going to be in trouble uh, on that little stretch. They're going to have a little challenging stretch. I, I, Purdue's not going to, where's Purdue, or not Purdue, um, Penn State, they'll be able to actually sit down and, and play in basically for almost two full weeks for Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State's going to have the same luxury. So that, that game is going to be very uh, interesting. I think, I, I agree. I think, We'll, we'll get into Ohio State, but I think there's some some concerns there if I'm an Ohio State fan. I would have to agree. So let's say that's a half a win. I, I, I you could even maybe give me a full win, but let's let's keep moving through. What's uh, what's our friends out in Vegas have? All right. So, it, what so what what was our number that we came down to? Is ten and a half. Ten and a half. I I could even see eleven. I I think more likely to get to eleven than nine, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Let's see. They got them at nine and a half. So I, I would, I think I would take the over there. No, I would take the over. That's shocking. Because, because all you need to do is win one of those games, and I think correct. they're toss ups. And I think if you win one of those games, you're going to hit the over. And I think that's see, they reasonable. think they're going to lose to both and then drop another. Yeah. So I drop I think, one. They shouldn't. Yeah, that's that's going to be tough. I don't, I don't see them dropping any other ones. Um, 
but and we'll know pretty quick in the season where they stand. All right, let's uh, let's do we'll let's Ohio State. Okay. All right, so Ohio State still got Ryan Day, and look for for I'm not crazy for all reasons. Ohio State should be a contender. They went eight and one last year and eleven two overall. Guess who they lost to? Michigan. Now they didn't have any coaching changes. They made no change. Nothing. Nothing of merit. They did lose C.J. Stroud. And they did lose Jackson Smith and Jigba. Those are the two that like you're like, ooh. But guess what? It does not. In fact, I think they got maybe better uh, in terms of in the receiving core. Because, I mean, Smith and Jigba really wasn't a factor last year. Marvin Harrison was your problem. And he's back. Yeah. Emeka Egbuka. I'm sorry. I totally butchered that. Let's try that again. Emeka Egbuka is the other guy opposite of Marvin. On any other given team, this guy's the number one receiver by a mile. Just so happens he plays on the same team as Marvin Harrison. Again, I alluded to it earlier, Travion Henderson is their running back with Mayan Williams. Mayan Williams stepped in a lot more last year and got more of the workload because Travion Henderson kept getting hurt. Now, if Travion Henderson can stay healthy, you've got an issue. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they got TJ Tuimalu. And Tommy Eichenberg, in terms of the the edged rush and the linebacking core, they have good players. Ohio State's always going to have good players. We haven't even alluded to the fact that even in that receiving core, they've they've recruited well. And Carnell Tate was a five star, and he is now a part of that recruiting. You know that the receiving core. He probably should get some playing time, and he is an unknown factor at this point. He might be bumped. Where I have pause, Kyle McCord should be the guy. And by all intents and purposes, that would lock you in. Because McCord and Harrison played high school ball together. And again, this is to Jaron's credit. He did the digging on this. McCord and Harrison throughout high school had 37 touchdowns together. This is not something new. The problem is, Kyle couldn't beat out CJ, and now there's whispers on the uh, the Buckeyes message boards that he's maybe not even the heir apparent to taking over. Devin Brown has been pushing him, which like you do want to see in a quarterback competition, but if you had a guy that was ready to take it over, he's been waiting in the wings, you would think he's stepping out onto that field and he is head and shoulders better than everybody else. And he's not. Yeah, I, I I I think that's a huge concern. I think the one thing that I think also is a concern that's probably not really respected nationally or even by Ohio State fans is their offensive line. They, they lost their center. They lost. They lost some. Yeah, they lost their center and their tackles, but all to the NFL. And you could say, oh, Ohio State reloads and they'll be fine, and, and it's O line you, and, and and those are all fair assessments and, and things to say. But when you also bring in a guy on the transfer portal from ULM and your your staff is saying he's probably going to start, that's concerning. That's, that's not, not good. That's not offensive line. You. That's I'm picking up a guy and, and finding someone to play, and that that's to me concerning. And they're probably going to be fine against better teams because when you have bigger 
you know, bigger, more athletic offensive linemen. You're not worried about edge rushers and guys coming up the middle on you. But when you're playing Penn State, when you're playing Iowa, when you're playing, you know, the upper crust of the Big Ten that have talent that can take advantage of that, I don't care how good your receivers are. I just don't. I think you can't you can't run routes unless it's going to be a quick slant. So if you just crowd the box and say, you know what, I, I don't trust that your quarterback's going to be able to handle making multiple reads under pressure and making the right throw. I don't think he can do that. I, I think you're going to run into a lot of challenges. And and let's be honest, like Shroud was a good quarterback. Like, like he was a Heisman. He was a Heisman candidate, like a legitimate one. And you lost him. And I haven't seen Ryan Day play with – a, a quarterback on their on their roster that's not necessarily going into the season as a, as a Heisman candidate. So when you add that plus an offensive line that's that's of concern, I think I I would be concerned. And I, I, when I say of concern, I mean from an Ohio State yeah from talent. an Ohio State standard portion yeah correct. Ninety percent of the other teams in the country would take Ohio State's offensive line in a heartbeat. But, you know, let's just say you're running one or two. situation in general in a heartbeat, really. Yeah, yeah. And so let's let's see. But I, let's go to the schedule. I think, like we just kind of mentioned, we kind of went through some of it. I, I think they're, they've got a tough little run. Um, and well, I just think, I think they have an equally balanced schedule. I really do. Like, you get the tough games in the right spots – and you get some weak games on the other spot. All right, we'll, we'll go through. First game out of the gate, Indiana. Laos. You mean you mean a win? Laos. Okay. Tough day in Columbus. All right, win, win, win against Western Kentucky. Yeah. Notre State. Dame's are finally your first challenge, which... So this is where I, I don't like Notre Dame and I don't like Ohio State. I don't think they're as good as, as what people think they are. So I don't either know either team is not, but at the same time, I think the lesser... The, the, the one team that's probably going to struggle more is Notre Dame. I think it's, a ha- I think it's, it's close to a half of a loss. I'll, I'll say that. All right, we'll give it a half. I think it's closer to a toss-up than it is a guaranteed win, so let's say a half. I think uh, they win against Maryland, but that is not exactly a gimme either. Maryland could come in feisty if they're feeling it. Because again, remember they're coming in like four and zero. Yeah, I agree. I think let's just say it's a loss, but I, yeah, I think we'll, Notre Dame's probably closer to like a forty percent chance of losing, and Maryland's closer to ten. Yeah, so, so we'll, just, we'll give that we'll give that a dub. So they're what four four and a half right now. Produce yeah. a dub. Penn State, this is the one I said. I think they Penn State gets the dub. So let's give it a half again. Yeah. So they're at five. I think I think legitimately between Penn State and Wisconsin, those two games back to back, I think that somebody's losing. I think they're gonna lose one of those. They're going to. So either way you chalk it up. One and a half at, losses at this what, point. What were we at? We were at one, two, three, four, five, six. Five and one is that right? Yeah, I think they're closer to one and a half losses when you. Break Rutgers it. six and one, seven and one, eight eight and one. And I think they're no, going to lose. Not, that's not that's not right. They're going to lose a Michigan. I, I I think I have them at two and a half losses for the season. Eleven, yeah. So, so I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'll probably have ten and a half. No, I have a nine and a half. You have a nine and a half. Yeah. Oof. I right. think they're going to lose to Michigan. I don't think that. I don't even think that's a toss-up. I don't think that's a toss-up. I think they're losing to Michigan. I think Penn State and Wisconsin, one of those games they're going to lose, so I think that's a full loss there. And then and I think somebody could surprise them. 
I think Notre Dame or Maryland could surprise them. So then that's a half a half a loss. So I, that's why I have them at nine and a half. All right, that's fair. I could see that. So uh, I, I mean, I, I I don't I I don't you can't talk me up more than that. Honestly, I wouldn't. No, but I, I you talked me down because now that I see it, like. I think that the, those games were evenly spread. They're not. They got back-to-back tough ones twice. And then you got to play Michigan at the end of the year, which I think Michigan didn't really change much from last year. And if anything, you maybe took a step back. Yeah. Which is why I think it's Penn State's time to step in. Like, this, yeah. this, this is your moment, Penn State. You have to recognize they're they're ready to get – killed they're yeah. hurt in battle yeah take it to I, them i agree and i think i think if 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 you're gonna say the michigan ohio state game is closer to a 50 50 game which is probably it's probably closer to that than them a guaranteed loss but i i really don't see that game i, I don't see them winning that game so i let's just say uh, that that's gonna be a loss so uh, they vegas has ohio state at 10 and a half i'd I don't see them getting to that unless you're going to say the Michigan game is winnable. Which I, I really think, think that they're viewing Notre Dame, Maryland as just the, nobody. I mean, nobody's yeah. really counting that as like uh, yeah. as like a real true. You and I might because we know that like you really got to be on your shit. But like for me, I don't know. You're three games into the season and you're already like let's say McCord's the guy, right? He's finally getting tested against Notre Dame. Let's say he has a good game. Is he just going to ride that emotional high? Because here comes Maryland, and they're ready yeah. for blood. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think the game. I think the Notre Dame game is going to be closer than they think. It's just so early in the season. They got a lot of changes going on in Ohio State. Like I just, I don't think it's an easy win. I, I just also, I'm not a huge fan of Ryan Day. I don't think he's as good as people think he is, but. I, we'll see. I'm going to throw um, it back here. I think he's a lot like, uh, you remember Mark Helfrick out of Oregon? Just back like. In the, back in the day? Just, he was just a good general manager. I think that I think that about, I think a lot of people think that about Ryan Day. And I hate to admit it to him, but like, I just I just haven't seen you done anything crazy yet, buddy. Yeah. I, I think the, the talent at quarterback is coming down and. You, it's not like you won the national championship last year with what you had, so I, I don't see it going. I don't think see it getting any better. Um, I think their talent is still good, but I think it's not. It's not getting better. So that that's the key issue um, for them. And I mean, they were eleven and two last year, uh, or eight and one in front conference. So um, okay. I guess this leads us into Michigan. I can almost tell you before we even get started here. I don't think Vegas is going to have a line that's that's high enough for us to go under unless it's literally 12 and 0 right but uh but i also don't think that they're gonna i, I don't think they're gonna be lower than 11 or 11 and a half so i, I, I this is probably gonna be untouchable for us but let's go through it jim harbaugh is still there obviously well right before we do i'm gonna have to kick it out to our sponsors just one more time so before we dive into the last segment today guys we're gonna kick it out to our sponsors just one more time Chicken, 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 Italian spicy bacon chicken. Take one bite and it all starts clicking. Crown of my day. Have it your way. Okay, so yeah, we're going to dive into Michigan here. Yep, Harbaugh, old cackin' pants himself. He's back. 
He's 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 never gonna leave. And if anything, uh, this guy, this guy was gonna be dealing with a four game suspension. I I believe that might have actually been overturned um, because of recruiting violations. I don't know. We're still working out. Yeah, no, it, it's been overturned. I uh, he was originally going to be suspended for four games. Yeah. And apparently his lawyers, which I don't know why there's lawyers involved in 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 debating punishments with the NCAA, um, but that's a whole other topic. I it apparently somehow weaseled him his his way out of it, and it, you know his his initial you know his initial suspension was due to basically. They were they were looking into him with with recruiting violations around like buying a hamburger for some recruits when they came and visited during oh, COVID and it was like dumb. What are we and, doing? And it, the the issue was is is they didn't care so much about that. They cared that when they were investigating him, that he quote unquote lied about his interaction with these potential student athletes, and so. That's what they were mad about. And so th- then they were like, since you lied, it's going to be a level one infraction and we're actually going to, we're going to push a harder punishment on you, which that's a whole, like, you're allowed. To, so it's like basically saying, like, you're allowed to break the rules and you're allowed to do whatever you want. Just, just, just don't lie about it. That's when you, it becomes yeah. a real problem. That, like, the NCAA is a joke. And I just don't understand. But the, the biggest joke in all of this is basically his lawyers argued, he didn't lie to you. He just didn't know. He didn't remember. And so he wasn't lying and, and misleading you. It was just he wasn't sure. And so that's what they ended up turning around and saying, oh, well, I guess you're right. Never mind. So he's not getting suspended. Anyways. It didn't matter. Their, their first four games are a joke. It wouldn't have mattered anyways. Honestly, he probably was annoyed that he got had to start coaching because like, it would have been a lot nicer for him to just like sit at home and enjoy his weekend. Um, but I, it, regardless, I think – you know, Michigan is going to come in, and I think you know they were nine and zero last year, thirteen and one overall. I, they ended their season uh, kind of in a heartbreaking fashion against TCU. Uh, they probably should have won that game, and you know, it was a Cinderella story. I don't think they were they would have made it a better game in the national championship, but you know, I, I, I don't necessarily know if that would have. I don't think they were good enough to, to win the whole thing, but let, let's go through them this year. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, you you make a lot of good points, and look, yeah, it is what it is. The reason we're so high and bullish on Michigan is because, look, they went nine and zero in conference last year. They went thirteen and one overall. That one loss was because of a missed tackle against Quentin Johnson on a horrible read, which was a drop pass. I mean, you could have you could have gone to the title game. You could have been fighting against Georgia, and this is a different conversation. It would have been a better game for sure. It would have been, but thirteen and one overall, nonetheless. Coaching changes, why make any? You did about as good as you could. Starting quarterback, he's back. JJ McCarthy, key players. JJ McCarthy. In fact, you 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 probably return the majority of your team. JJ McCarthy's back. Blake Corum's back. Donovan Edwards is back. Will Johnson is back. I mean, the list goes on. It's yeah, just, that's. That's a that's probably one of the strongest one two punches in in the country at running back. I mean, what do you, like you you just you get worn down all game by Blake, and then all of a sudden you turn around and then you have Donovan Edwards running. Like, what do you what yeah, are you supposed you, to do? What are you supposed to do? I I just thought Michigan is just that good. No, I'm 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 kind of like like I hate Michigan. I do, but I'm kind of like again. Michigan is also one of those teams where college football is just better when they're good. And I'm kind of glad that Harbaugh, like, got that shit back on track. And, like, 
here we are. Um, key losses. I mean, you know, they, they, they had some dudes drafted, but like not enough for it to make it a, a, a lick of a difference because it's they're a reload, not a rebuild. They, Harbaugh has finally gotten them there. Thank God, Michigan people finally got you know patient enough because they were wandering in the desert for forty years out there like freaking Moses, dude. Like, I mean, it just about damn time you guys started to figure it out. Uh, they went to the transfer portal, but they they basically got backups. Um, again, things with Marion. I'm going to keep giving props to, to Jaron here for doing his, his due diligence. Uh, Michigan killed Penn State last year, guys. And quite frankly, that Michigan defense lines up very well and favorable to Penn State. So, and I mean, they do get Ohio State at home. So, my thing again, because I am very high on Penn State, I don't think Penn State gets the win over Michigan. But, I mean, Jaron's right. They could very easily go 12-0 here. 100%. I, just for the sake of argument, I want this to get interesting. I think they could drop either Penn State or Ohio State. One of the games. So I got them at 11 and a half. Yeah, I, I think there's a small chance they drop one of those, but that's still, that doesn't even get you down to 11. And No, you know, I, I, they, I think I, you're, you're right. Like, it's hard to They play to Ohio 12. State at home. Like, yeah. it's just. I, I And, you know, Penn State, I think there's a higher chance of them losing to Penn State than there is Mich- uh, Ohio State. But. I well, well, I, I'm not sure, um, you know what what would have to happen for for Michigan to to fall apart. Yeah. I mean, I guess you you could have some injury injuries and things like that, but I I just I don't think it would be smart to put like an eleven you know bet 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 the under on eleven and a half. Um, I think eleven and a half is a good number. I, I I wouldn't probably touch this. I don't. Let's see. Do you want to go through the schedule, or are you pretty pretty confident we know where we're at? I uh, I'm I mean we could, but it's it it, will, it would be a moot point. I mean, all right, I'll just quickly say it: East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue. Like they 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 got all the way to November before there ever was a challenge. Now here's where it gets interesting. Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Hmm. You finally get challenged, and they're all back-to-back-to-back. So, I don't know. You you could be built for tough. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think the only benefit... Yeah, I mean, I think the only benefit for them is... Like if you look at it from a just a season perspective, like yeah, that's a tough stretch, but you're also just building for that stretch the whole season, and you kind of can like rest a lot of players. You're probably not going to have a whole lot of injuries. You're, I mean, in, in theory, you're going to be coming into that game fresh, and everyone else is going to be towards the end of a season just trying to get through and get to the finish line. And right. yeah, I mean, you got some rivalry games in there, and, and teams get up for that. But I think when it gets late in the game, and you got one team that has you know. Two elite running backs, a great quarterback. What if he gets better by the end of the year and becomes takes that next steps and becomes you know not just a good quarterback but a, a great college quarterback? I, I, they they kind of sort some things out on offense, figure out who they want to go to. That's not necessarily the running back. Like you're just 
there's too many things that I feel like are going in their favor. And like, yeah, you don't want all these teams at once. But honestly, if you're going to pick it, like, I, I'd rather just have them all at the end. And once I can get my team kind of sorted out and be fresh and just go in and just uh, and, and feel confident going into those games. That's fair. That's fair. So I guess how uh, how many games can you see them losing at worst case scenario? One. So so we probably are closer to like 11, 11 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Well, Vegas has them at ten and a half. Really? Yeah, and I I feel like that I would get ner- I, probably because the, all those three games are at the end. So they have they have Ohio State and Michigan at the same they, they at ten and a half. I just don't see that at all. I think that's shocking because like at that point you're you're basically telling me like you don't think the Big Ten is going to be as strong this year. Yeah. yeah like, what do you think is going to happen? The, the SEC is just going to, what, pop two, three guys in there again? Yeah, I, I think. I well, think which we'll, one, cover, we'll cover the SEC. You, you yeah. know, we'll allude to it, guys. Like, SEC is probably going to be next. Um, Ideally, what we want to do, just, you know, sorry to interrupt, but, like, you know, something that we're going to want to do is we're going to get everything taken care of before Saturday. All the major ones. We're not really going to dive too terribly deep into the quote-unquote Pac-12. If anything, we're just going to hit the, the the key players and move on from that. Um, majority of the focus is probably going to be the SEC, then the Big 12, and then maybe just a couple of the independents and the Pac-12 players. Um, so we'll, we'll get into some of this a little bit deeper later in the week, but... Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't see that to, to discount the Big Ten like that when you got three guys in Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan that are going to be definitely vying for a spot. And hell, who knows? Maybe even Wisconsin. Like that's wild. Yeah, I I, I think there's the three teams that are going to beat up on each other, and whoever comes out on top of those, whoever wins the, those two games, is going to be going to be in the playoff because I don't see. I don't see a scenario where Penn State, let's say Penn State beats Ohio State or Michigan, and then that other, you know, and then they make the. I, I don't see them losing to other teams that aren't in that kind of. The, I'm curious to see what would happen if if they all three beat up on each other, like Penn State loses Ohio State, but then they beat Michigan, and then Michigan beats. I, I I'm curious to see what would happen there, but uh, I don't see I don't see any of them losing any other games. So. Uh, I, let me let me go through this and then we can sign it off. Um, so we had Michigan. Uh, we thought eleven and a half. Vegas had them on ten and a half. So we had we that's a full point. So we'd say over there. Mich- Ohio State. We're actually going to say under um, there just from from their ten and a half. Uh, Penn State was at nine and a half for Vegas. We had them at ten and a half. So that's over. So we've got just off the bat those top three. We have two overs and one under. I think it's really de- dependent on Ohio State not being as good as uh, kind of history would tell us. Uh, and then we had Iowa at, at eight and a half, which was an over compared to Vegas at seven and a half. Uh, we had Maryland on the over, which was two points difference or two game difference uh, versus Maryland uh, uh, on their schedule. Illinois, we, we had over um, a full point versus the six and a half that Vegas thought. And then we had a few unders, which was Minnesota, Nebraska, Michigan State, and Northwestern at three and a half wins. Uh, somehow we just think they're not going to even get to four, and, and three is going to be way more in play, probably two and a half. So um, those are the ones that we, we kind of were, were a little different than Vegas on, so we'll keep track of those over the year uh, and see how they're going. We'll, we'll be rooting hard for uh, 
for Illinois and Maryland so we can hit those. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that. I think I think those are teams that absolutely get excited for. Look, the Big Ten's, you know, as much as we want to say it's a three three player race, like there are some dudes in this that could definitely make it very interesting. So I, I I like the Big Ten. I've always been a little bit of a you know, Big Ten's had a small place in my heart. Um uh, I like it when some of those teams are a lot better. I especially love it when, you know, like Penn State and Wisconsin and Michigan are good. I'm sick and tired of seeing Ohio State at the top, man. Like look, come on, let somebody challenge them, please, for the love of God. And I think we're finally going to get some of that this year. They're definitely weaker. It's time to step up. It's kind of nice, like, you know, like when Bama takes a bit of a step back, it's like, okay, who's going to step up in this spot now? Usually it's LSU, but, like, I, I need somebody else this year. And, again, that's probably what we're going to address next. SEC is going to be coming up this week, so you guys stay tuned. But uh, other than that, I mean, hell yeah, brother. Big Ten. Midwest versus everybody. That's that's how we roll. Casseroles, beer, cheese, Knit sweaters. Let's go. All right. Till next time. All right, man.